Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey, I want to thank all of our listeners and sponsors of the show. Without you, the show would not be possible. We so appreciate the reviews and ratings, which increases awareness in our effort to grow the fan base of the cowboy, rodeo, and Western lifestyle culture. If you are new to the show or have been a listener for a while and have just not had the opportunity to rate and review the podcast, it's really simple. Just trot your pony over to the iTunes Apple podcast, click on the show, scroll down to rate and review, and give us a five-spur rating. The podcast is available on Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, as well as many other platforms where you listen to podcasts. Just type Modern Cowboy Podcast into the search bar to subscribe, listen, rate, and review. And if you are interested in being a sponsor of the show to showcase your business, DM us on Instagram at Modern Cowboy Podcast or message us on our website, www.moderncowboypodcast.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, super excited to have on the podcast today probably the epitome of a, a modern cowboy. We have Ben Johns on. He's a PBR bull rider and also a ninja warrior. So Ben, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Hello. Thank you, guys. Hey, so if, if you would give us a little background, how you got started in, in bull riding, and then uh, we'll, we'll roll into how you got into the uh, ninja warrior competition program. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. We, um, I mean, I guess, it's been uh, a few years back. I was a program director for a martial arts school in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, called mm-hmm. Apollo's Karate. And uh, when I was there, I my job was to sign up uh, students and teach. And then uh, one of the students that I had signed up said that he was a bull rider, and that sounded pretty pretty interesting to me. So I asked him what I needed to do in order to get on a bull. And he told me to go out to a, a local tax shop and uh, talk to a couple of guys out there that he knew. And they could hook me up with some used equipment because a lot of times you don't want to you know, buy new, new stuff if you're not going to be in it for a long time. So I went out there, got me uh, some used equipment, made it back to the gym uh, probably a couple of days after that. And he came to class. And I said, OK, I've got all my stuff. Now what? <laughs> and, uh, so how long, how long ago was that? Let me see. That was in 19. Well, it's been 16 years ago. Okay. Because I've been uh, riding professionally for 16 years. So that was 16 years ago. I'm not good with math, but (laughs) (laughs) whatever date that was. So, so did you grow up in the cowboy lifestyle at all? Or or was this just something that, you know, you were into fitness and, and, and health and extreme sport kind of thing. and, And it sounded cool to you. Absolutely not a cowboy. Um, I was not, I grew up in a place called Bixby, Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it is, uh, you know, a pretty rural area, I guess. Um, but I was not a cowboy. I was actually a gymnast and my first goal in life was to be in the 96 Olympics for gymnastics. And that was all I thought about from the time I was 10 until I was about 20 or 21, whenever I, uh, decided to stop doing gymnastics and that's when my career in mixed martial arts began and then uh and then bull riding 
uh, right after that and kind of overlapped just a little bit with the martial arts and uh, and the bull riding. So I was a city boy, to say the least. And, you know, like I said, I, I got my stuff. The guy came back to class. and I said, OK, now what? And so that Sunday he took me out uh, to a local local arena and a guy's you know house and I got on four bulls and rode all four of them and he thought or actually I thought uh you know I was pretty awesome because I <laughs> rode them all <laughs> but little did I know at the time that the bulls that that we practice on sometimes or that they practiced on were not the same caliber as the the ones that go to rodeos and the ones that you see on tv yeah absolutely huh <laughs> so so I quickly learned once uh, I, you know, I went out there for probably two or three months every weekend. And that was, that was just super fun. And I thought that was just how you, what you did, you know, you went out and you got on bulls on the weekends and, uh, and did it for fun. But there was a, a guy that kept coming out there and he had a buckle and he showed it to me one day and he said, Hey, you can win this. If you come to my bull ride, and I was like, I don't even know what you just said, but okay, how do I do that? <laughs> And so that's how I began my journey of uh, being a bull rider. And they, they said, yeah, just call this number and pay an entry fee, show up and bring your stuff and get on a bull. And I, I did that. And quickly, that's when I learned that the bulls were different in the, <laughs> in the events than they were uh, in the backyard, basically. So I, the, the four bulls I rode, I would have, I would have swore to you that they were like bodacious. Right. But, <laughs> But then looking back at, at uh, I wish I still had the video, but it was on VHS tape. We did have one. And uh, looking back a few years later when I did still have that tape, I was like, oh, my gosh, those bulls are not even bucking. They're like <laughs> rabbits crow hopping across the arena, barely over a, a Coke bottle, you know? Yeah. So, so then, yeah. so did, did you just get bit by the bug? Was it, was it, is it addicting to you? Adrenaline rush? Is that, that what just kept you involved in it or? Completely. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, they've tried to dub me as, you know, an adrenaline junkie, but it's, uh, I feel like it's a lot different than adrenaline. Uh, with bull riding, you've got you've to understand physics, and you have to overcome fear uh, all at the same time, because, right. you know, w when a bull moves forward or, or bucks, you know, and, and comes up in the front end, you can't lean away from it, which is what you naturally want to do, because he's got horns, usually. Right. And uh, it, when they start coming towards your face, you don't want to go to the danger. You want to get away from it for self-preservation purposes. Mm -hmm. And that's a natural instinct. So you have to overcome that. And like I said, understand the physics of, of riding and what you have to do, staying in the, you know, the sweet spot. Yeah. So then, so you were, you were doing martial arts at the time and, and then you got involved in the bull riding. So as you were traveling and riding bulls, were you still competing or were you still training in martial arts or MMA? I was. Uh, I actually went for almost seven years as a mixed martial arts, uh, a professional mixed martial arts fighter. Uh -huh. uh, I, I never went to the UFC because I actually started before the UFC was a thing. Right. Uh, we did what was called pancration. Uh, it was essentially, it was very similar to UFC style fighting, but you could not punch with a closed fist to the face you could only open hand strike mm -hmm. uh, but you still had you know elbows knees go to the ground do ground fighting and that sort of thing so um, did that I did some had some kickboxing fights some boxing fights uh, total you know I had a I think it was 
14 and three record um, over the years. So, uh, and then in multiple tournaments, you know, we do uh, jujitsu type, uh, jujitsu style tournaments and things like that. So, uh, won a lot of won a lot of stuff. Did pretty well, but it, it wasn't really my passion. It was just what I had to do for money. Right. And then uh, you know the riding bulls just uh, it kind of just grew on me more and more, and it started taking up more and more time, and uh, didn't even realize it. And just you know the thing I love about bull riding is you can be you know a chump on Friday night. And Saturday night, you can get on somewhere else and win the thing and be a champ. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so you don't have to wait very long between right. either one. Of course, that can go both ways. Right. That's great. <laughs> so, so you when did you when did you kind of phase out of the mixed martial arts and stuff? Uh, my last professional fight uh, was I, I actually have not still I, I still do martial arts. Uh, I actually have two. Uh, different black belts and different arts. One of them is in karate and one is in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And I still train uh, a few times a week doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh-huh. uh, and still will compete in tournaments from time to time if I can. But uh, the professional fighting side of things stopped back in, that was probably going to be 2005 okay. or so. Okay. And, uh, and yeah, we, um, I had my last professional fight at hard rock in uh, Catoosa, Oklahoma and knocked the guy out and figured, you know what, that's a good time to stop. <laughs> good way to go out. Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. So, so how long after that did you get involved with the American Ninja Warrior? I, I know you've, I think this is what the third season that you're this doing. Is, yeah, this is my third season. And we, I had a lot of friends, you know, that knew, uh, my background and my history and they they said for several years uh man you should try out for american ninja warrior but i never wanted to do it because i couldn't commit to training for it and that's just one of my it's kind of one of my big deals if i can't commit to training for something I, i'm not going to do it and right. I, I don't i don't like to lose right but if i do lose because the other person was better and i prepared properly for it that's one thing but I don't want to lose because I was not properly prepared and I knew that I couldn't, you know, do ninja warrior training, not only because I didn't have time, but there's also no place to do it. Right. So I put it off, put it off, put it off. And then finally three years ago, the PBR uh, wanted to put together a team for the Spartan race on NBC. Uh-huh. And they asked me to be one of the, one of the competitors and I was like, oh, see, now it makes sense. Now I can actually train for something. It still kind of has to do with the PBR. Right. And decided to go ahead and do that and made the video, did all the uh, application process, and then it kind of fell through. And since I had already, you know, done all that work, I thought, hey, you know what, I'll just send it over to the American Ninja Warrior folks and see what they say. And uh, a couple weeks later, they called me back and said they loved it. They've never had a bull rider on and they'd love to make me the bull riding ninja. That's very cool. Very cool. So here, so here we are. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we, we're now three years into the bull riding ninja and I've since then built a gym and, uh, that's where I train and that's where we coach. We've got other competitors on the show. Mm-hmm. We have people that want to be on the show. We've got kids that want to be on the show and, uh, it's turned into a pretty awesome, awesome thing for Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot to mention too at the beginning how how I 
got your name was initially was uh, from Gabby Jaffe with Rodeo Rex. She oh, had yeah. mentioned yeah. you. And yeah, I think she was, she's doing stuff with Flow Rodeo now too, but she still has Rodeo Rex. And, and she just said that she was friends with you as well. And then, uh, and, you know, and I started looking you up and researching yeah. and everything and, uh, and just found out it's just very cool. You know, the, the thing about the, the competitions and those Ninja Warriors we, uh, competitions when you watch them, I mean, it looks super hard on, on you know, when you're watching on TV, but, but I imagine it's even more hard <laughs> in true life. I mean, yeah, they, you know, the, the, there are several parts of it, you know, because it is a production and it's on TV. Right. Uh, there's, there are pieces of it that, that people, in the audience don't realize and and one of those things is that it is taped overnight so right. from sunset to sunrise is when we when we compete and even though we do get a number you know there are approximately 80 to a you know 90,000 applicants every mm -hmm. year yeah. and, and they and they select um they select about 600 mm -hmm. out of those and there are six cities, and so there's about 90 to 100 in each city. And they give you a number. They tell you what city they want you at, and then they give you a number. And then you just basically wait. So you really don't know exactly when you're going to go. You just kind of have a, an estimated time. Really? And you try to stay awake. You try to stay alert, uh, rest if you need to, um, you know take snacks and all that good stuff <laughs> and uh, they kind of they put you in a ninja pen and you're supposed to stay there until it's your turn to go um, another thing that uh, people don't realize a lot of times is that when they uh, when they show us the course like we don't get to know what obstacles are going to be on the course until we really? get there and even and even then uh, they won't let us touch them so they'll give us the rules. They'll tell us each one of the obstacle rules, and then they'll show us that it can be done. So one of the one of the uh, production crew will um, show us how it's done, so mm -hmm. that we see that it can be done. And then we wait until it's our turn. And uh, like this last year in Oklahoma City, uh, or a couple months ago in Oklahoma City for this season, uh, I didn't run until about 4:30 in the morning, and it was about 30 two degrees outside and the water was pretty cold. Um, the air was cold. It was, it was a long night. <laughs> so, yeah. so there are a lot of different, uh, environmental variables that, you know, you don't see watching it on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Plus just the, the added mental stress of waiting and, and going at, you know, the middle of the night, uh, yeah, it's, that's crazy. Yeah. And you don't get a, you, you know, and, and, you know, you got one shot. Yeah. If you fall, you slip. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how good you did last year. It, yeah. <laughs> you're done. Yeah. And you're out. Your year's over. That's crazy. So that's it. And then all the lights and everything. So. Oh yeah, yeah. That adds that adds to it as well. Now you mm -hmm. guys are actually on the road uh, heading there right now to one of the competitions, right? Correct. Yes. And and where are you headed to? This one. This is uh, one in Ardmore, Oklahoma. It's about three mile or three hours uh, south of Tulsa, and we are in a, another organization called the UNAA. Mm -hmm. And this organization is a worldwide organization, and they're working towards getting ninja competition in the Olympics. Really? And so we're so we're uh, this is a regional competition. So everybody that's here right now. Um, in this competition has qualified to regionals. 
And now the top three in each division will then qualify for Worlds, which will be at the end of July in Minnesota. And then the top three, I believe they said, out of that competition will make it to um, the state games of America, which will be held in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And then they'll make the Olympic selection basically uh, for the team out of that competition. Gotcha. So it's getting, you know, it's, there's, there's definitely some other ways to get into Ninja um, besides just being on American Ninja Warrior. And that has now translated into a Ninja workout being legitimate. Right. You know, the, the idea originally was like, oh, this is fun. It's recreational. You know, you got to be in pretty decent shape to do it. But nobody really understands the true shape you have to be in to be able to do it. I have, I still have uh, friends that are professional fighters. I have uh, professional athletes, uh, you know, in different sports. They come in, CrossFitters come in, and uh, I respect, you know, all of their disciplines in in the ways that they are. Uh, But you put anybody in a in a ninja gym, and I ask them to do a, a few things, and they can't do it doesn't matter what they do professionally. <laughs> yeah. So you give them a couple of weeks though, yeah. and I can teach them some stuff and, and man, they're awesome. Yeah. So very cool thing to do though. Yeah, that it is very cool. It's like that, that deal. It's, you know, somebody's super good at whatever, any other kind of sport, but then they go and, and do some other sport and they're sore uh, in places. They didn't even think mm-hmm. you know, same, same kind of deal. Very cool. So yeah, now- I guarantee you, you go, you go put me on a soccer field and I'm going to be awful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You put me on anyone. I know I'm going to be awful, but <laughs> Hey, so how, right, right. how, how often are you riding bulls now? Does that, uh, well, right now I am riding my mechanical bull. I've okay. got a bucket machine in my gym mm-hmm. and all my equipment that I still train, you know, for riding. So I actually have not been on a bull in probably a month. Okay. It's been about four weeks, so uh, this Ninja Gym that I've got has really um, swallowed up all of my time. And uh, you know, like right now, I'm you know I've got volunteers at the gym running it for me while I run down here to do this competition tonight. But right. you know, I've got birthday parties tomorrow and more open gym and private lessons, and you know, just it's just one thing after another trying to keep you know the business open. And uh, so I think the goal is to have everything kind of lined out with that so that I can get back to being full steam ahead by the time the new season for the PBR starts, which will be, you know, right around November. Right. And uh, I can go ahead and try to try to fulfill my, my other goal with riding bulls, which would be uh, making it to the PBR finals as the oldest competitor ever. Like right now, Gary Richards has it at 42. Right. And, uh, and I'll be 46 next year, you know, if I were to make it. So that's kind of my goal. Today's episode is brought to you by Modern Cowboy Performance Nutrition. Their brand of clinically researched products help support overall health. Do you want to burn fat, build lean muscle, improve strength, increase energy and vitality, help with pain relief? Go to www.thecowboyway.com register to get your personal discount code take the bull by the horns and use the brand that cowboys love you so you, you 
you just had a birthday and you just turned 45 then. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. May 29th. That, that is crazy. Yep, just last week. Yeah. You are in, yeah. Well, happy birthday. And, uh, yeah, thanks. You are in phenomenal shape and, uh, that, that's just, that's just crazy. Um, do you, do you feel like you've got just like super good genetics too? I mean, along with just being in fitness all your life, uh, and you've avoided. Uh, well, I feel like there's gotta be something with that. But if you look back at my family history, mm -hmm. I, we have, we have zero athletes in my family. <laughs> they're, they're all just farmers. And, uh, and I say just, and I don't say that lightly, but I mean, as far as like somebody going into a gym, working out, being athletic, being on a sports team, right? nothing, you know, they're, they, they just worked hard, yeah. you know? And, uh, I think that some of that, has um uh, has just been burned into my soul you right. know that you work hard at whatever it is that you want to do and you know it just had to be some sort of destiny thing because when i was 10 and started doing gymnastics and i heard about the olympics that was you know that was my uh what is that dora the explorer or whatever the, right right the, where with like the light that I see, like that was all, I didn't see anything else except for that. Right. And so I was never in, I never got, you know, no, nobody ever had to tell me to go work out. Nobody ever had to tell me to do my homework. Nobody ever had to tell me to go to bed early. You know, I didn't party. I like, all I wanted to do was work out and go to the Olympics. Um, and then my grandma, uh, my grandparents actually raised me mm -hmm. and she fed me very, very well. And so I think, the good nutrition that I had plus, you know, just the drive and the hard work and just that mentality, um, you know, going to the Olympic training center at a young age of 13 or so is when I started going to the Olympic training center and they just kind of molded me into this, you know, specimen of whatever I am <laughs> that right. is so focused and driven and, um, disciplined. you know, but then you look at, yeah, disciplined. Yeah. I mean, you look at the things that I have chosen or that maybe have chosen me to do, right. they are all very similar. You know, they're, they're single person sports. You know, we do have a team for gymnastics. We do have a team for, you know, we've got USA teams for bull riding and things like that, but they're all very individual sports and they're very much, if you fail, it's, you're failing yourself and it's your fault. There's no one else to blame. Uh, fighting same way you know you're in there by yourself in the octagon uh, ninja you're on the course by yourself it's up to you how hard you want to work to get there um, so and, and then all of those things also are very similar in um, an athletic standpoint too you know you got to have a good core you got to have strong core you got to have good balance you got to know how to fall you have to have air awareness body awareness got to be able to run fast yeah. um, you know bulls got four legs so yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's faster than you are. Yeah. Got a zig and zag. Yeah. So speaking of, of, of bulls and running from them, what's the worst injury you've had in your, in your career riding bulls? Uh, my career worst injury uh, would definitely have to be my face. Mm. Uh, within the first year of riding, uh, I got jerked down and it was a little local rodeo. Um, thought I was riding this bull pretty good, but then next thing you know, uh, he whips me down and his horn and my head collided. And of course he won. And so the left side of my face is all titanium and bolts and, and things like that. So 
uh, me and of course tough and, uh, and now chase and there's several other ones, but it's basically the same operation and everything that they've got to. So, yeah, um, that's probably the worst one. And when did that happen? That was in the first year of me riding. So that was about 15 years ago. And I continued to fight after that too. And, you know, I kind of worried, you know, what's going to happen if somebody kicks me in the face or somebody punches me in the face, but that happened and it was okay. Nothing, nothing broke loose. And, uh, I continued on. I did wear, I did did wear the Hannibal Lecter face mask like Cody Nance does now for a little while. Right. But I feel like I, I feel like I got hit in the face more with it on uh, than I did without it. So I ended up taking it off and then did not ride with a helmet for the rest of my career until probably two years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had one of the first invincible helmets and that thing is pretty heavy. And when I finally decided I was just going to wear it just because right. uh, I kind of took it on a personal challenge. Like <laughs> I'd never wanted to wear one, but then I'm right. like, you know what? It doesn't matter what I'm wearing. I'm still going to ride bulls. Right. So I just like, I'm just going to do it. And so I started doing it and it's, it was okay at first, but then I started noticing that I was landing on my head a lot more. And so the only thing I could think of is it's cause the helmet's heavier and I'm just not used to, you know, having that much weight on top of my shoulders. So you know, I've been trying to practice, but then I ended up getting a different helmet uh, that's just like a, you know, little lacrosse helmet that's like super light. Right. And I've been doing some workouts, you know, with that on and everything, but I know it's not the same as an invincible. And if, you know, a bull steps on it, it might deflect it, but probably not good chances. So might as well not even wear one. So I'm still kind of on the fence on whether or not <laughs> I'm a, a helmet guy or not. I've well, I've been kicked in the face. Uh, I've had stitches, super glue about six times. Yeah. Without a helmet on, and uh, I just keep saying, man, if I'm still, you know, still got my teeth and things are still going well, and I'm 45, then maybe I'll just keep doing it this way. Yeah. It's White working. chain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. know, it's interesting. Uh, you know, bull riding, watching bull riding, and watching uh, mixed martial arts are, are two of my favorite sports to watch, and it's. It's interesting, and I just want to get your thoughts on, you know, that the the UFC and the PBR are owned by the same company now, um, and just what the, the PBR has been doing with their marketing and how it's just really helping to, uh, you know, expand and grow the the, the sport, and then the, just the cowboy and western lifestyle and culture. What's uh, What are your thoughts on that? I think it's great that people are finally – you know, getting the information and understanding, you know, that athletes ride bulls. Like yeah. it's not just a, you know, we're in the backyard, like beer drinking, hooping and hollering, just, you know, I mean, we still might do a little bit of that too, but you know, at the end of the day, it's a profession and they are professional athletes. And I, I think it's great that, um, that they are combined under the same umbrella, um, and, uh, and with the marketing that they're doing, letting the public know what mm-hmm. it takes to, to actually ride bulls and that these bulls, they're not just herd bulls out no. in the pasture. These, these bulls are bred to buck. They are well taken care of. Uh, a matter of fact, the bulls are probably taken care of better than cowboys because yeah. cowboys have to take care of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? So I think it's great. Um, and it's uh, just going to help. I think, uh, you know, just bring more uh, awareness 
mm-hmm. to, like I said, you know, how the bulls are treated, how well they're treated, and then, you know, how how the cowboys are, are athletes and, and, you know, they need to be taken care of too. Yeah. And, and again, too, you know, I agree with you a hundred percent on all that. And uh, when you just see that the people that are being able to, you know, watch the sport, just like watching any other sport, it's just, it's just so exciting. And uh, the the fan base has just continues to grow. And, um, you know, Mm -hmm. I just think it's about time and and I'm, I'm just super excited and, and, you know, excited about the future. yeah there's you know you've got to have kids wanting to do it yeah otherwise it'll stop yeah and uh you know having a production you know i mean there's some guys and there's sometimes you know where i'm just like come on let's just get on some bulls right you know like let's stop all this production stuff let's just right quit the fireworks let's just let's get on some bulls run some bulls in here we're just ready to ride right you know but uh but you need all that production like that's you know you you need all of, you know, all aspects of that are key, uh, for getting people to, you know, be engaged, yep. you know, and, um, the PBR has been getting really, uh, really good about, uh, you know, identifying other cowboy types. You know, exactly. it's not just that you're wearing a cowboy hat and cowboy boots and being on the ranch and, you know, fixing fence or, you know, bailing hay. Like it's a lifestyle. It's a choice that you make. Uh, it's how you treat people. It's how you treat yourself uh, and that sort of thing. So I think that will help to uh, let others identify with the cowboy way or the cowboy lifestyle. Absolutely. I agree. And we talk about it on, on the show all the time. You know, everybody somewhere, you know, in their heart, you know, wants to be a cowboy at one point or another, you know, and, and uh, you know, just riding a horse and, and uh, just the, uh, the iconic figure that it is, you know, a lot of people just, uh, it's a romantic kind of thing. And, and I just think that with what's happening now with the, like the PBR and then the WCRA and, 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 and the PRCA as well, mm-hmm. and all the team roping and everything, it's just continuing to grow and, and uh, expand the fan base. And I'm excited for it. Um, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. The, the nostalgic, you know, just the, the romanticizing of the Western way, um, yeah. you know, it, the, the good heartedness, the helpfulness, like that's a lot of things that we've gone away from as a society. So kind of helps to bring us back to, uh, to that sort of way and lifestyle. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Hey, um, tell me this since you have, you've been riding bulls for 16 years. So you've, you've had a few cowboy hats. Do you, do you have a favorite uh, hat brand? Um, you know, (laughs) I, there are some that I really like and there's some I can't afford. So, <laughs> uh, I, my favorite, my favorite hat though is probably, uh, the one that fits me the best usually is probably an American. Um, okay. and, uh, but, but, uh, they, uh, I end up usually getting the cheapest one I can get cause they get smashed so right. much. <laughs> <laughs> That's understandable. And how about boots? Yeah. Favorite brand of boots or? Uh, depends on if I'm, they're riding boots mm-hmm. or if they are just, uh, my way around boots. So, um, probably, well, right now my riding boots, I bought five pair from the same maker down in Mexico. Really? Uh, because they felt good. They, my spurs fit them really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they looked, they, they looked good. They were made out of, you know, just this really cool looking hide. Uh, and I, I can't even pronounce 
the name of them, but they are made by uh, a, a fellow down in Mexico. And so that's the boots that I ride in. Uh, I've had, uh, I, I like the, I like the Ariat uh-huh. uh, for walking around in because those are pretty comfortable. Yep. And they usually have a good look to them. So I'd, I guess I'd probably say Ariat's. Very cool. And do you, do you have a favorite, yeah. uh, you have a favorite cowboy movie? Well, yeah, um, that's kind of another hard one to say because there's a lot in my Netflix list yeah. that I watch over and over and over again. But um, I still do love eight, eight seconds. I mean, it's a the and part of why I like eight seconds is uh, I'll give you the short story. But before I started riding bulls, I was on a plane headed to a gymnastics meet uh, with the whole gymnastics team from OU that mm-hmm. I was on. And, and I met Stephen Baldwin and he was on his way to promote eight seconds. No kidding. And uh, we were going to UCLA and he was going to LA and uh, we ended up on this plane together side by side talking and then spent the next three nights hanging out with him, getting to know him and talking and, and doing different things. Um, and he was telling us about eight seconds and then, you know, that could have been part of what got me thinking about it whenever the student came into the martial arts academy and said he was a bull rider and me thinking, well, you know, that sounded cool when Stephen was talking about it. Let me try it. Well, so then, you know, maybe that's part of what got me going. And and then fast forward another 12 years or so, and yeah. then I meet Tuff Hiedemann. Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm good friends with Jim Sharp. Um, I know tough. And then we talk about these things that, you know, were in the movie or that I've, you know, met Stephen Baldwin, you know, 10 years ago, 12 years ago on a plane and didn't have a clue about bull riding. Yeah, that's crazy. So I don't know. It's kind of weird, but that's yeah. a, an odd thing. But, you know, eight seconds, is probably still one of my favorites. That's awesome. You know, it's funny. You bring up Stephen Baldwin. Uh, last night, I, I, I got home kind of late from the from the gym and I, I flipped on uh, Amazon, mm-hmm. Amazon prime and, and that the old TV series, young riders was on there. So I just flipped it on the, uh, yes. you know, the first episode, you know, and, and oh, yeah. Stephen Baldwin was on there and, and they were so young, mm-hmm. so young back then, but I, yeah. I remember that show and, and he was great. Like the outsiders. Yeah, exactly. And he was great in, in eight seconds. I mean, he was, he definitely uh, kind of transformed into tough in that movie. They did a lot of they did a lot of uh, research on that. Uh, I remember, you know, and then talking to Gary LaFew and you know how uh, Luke Perry went out there a lot and just uh, tried to get you know solid facts and validity with as much as they could. And you know that was pretty neat to hear too that it wasn't just all for Hollywood and trying to make a dollar. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, Van, we're getting close to the end of our time here. If, uh, for people to follow you, you want to uh, give some social media links, uh, website? Uh... Yeah. Yeah, you bet. I've got a, do have a website. It is www.venjohns.com, and that is V-E-N-N, not V-I-N. Vin Diesel has a lot more money and a lot less hair than I do. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, uh, you know, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff is Venom. It's like V E N N M M M. And that's more like Campbell soup is mm, good. Right. So Venom. <laughs> uh, and then of course, you know, our gym, if you're looking up places around Tulsa and you want to go to an awesome gym, 
my gym is called BA Ninja Warrior, and that's the same thing. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, everything is BA Ninja Warrior and BA Ninja Warrior.com. Cool. And then for people that may not be aware, where can they watch uh, American Ninja Warrior at? You can watch American Ninja Warrior on NBC. And June 12th or the 17th, you might see um, the guy that's on this podcast right now on TV. <laughs> well, that's going to be eleven. That's going to be you, not me. So uh, <laughs> we, we will definitely look forward to that, uh, Van. And, and cool, I, cool. I really appreciate you, you know, taking the time and come on and just sharing your story. And uh, we'll, yes, sir. We'll be appreciate watching you guys. Yeah, we'll be watching you uh, in your career here, and uh, especially when the uh, you know not only American Ninja Warrior, but going for that title of the oldest bull rider in the PBR. Um, I'd love to see you make the finals, man. Heck yeah, I appreciate it, and I'll uh, do everything I can in my power to to get there. And all things willing, it'll it'll happen. And if it doesn't, something else awesome is going to happen. So absolutely, we'll go from there. Well, hey, thanks again, Vin, and then uh, we'll be in touch. Okay, sounds good, sir. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler I drive that old back road until it ends At the rope and pin We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick Although we're all the same the minute we ride in to the roping pen Well, I ain't no play your speed But I give her hell, he can never can tell Someday I just might be We'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle and philosophize Most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money Yeah, we're always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope He's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pain And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack You can back it up Oh, but we're all friends No matter who wins Down at the rope and pain Turn another pin of steers, tell a few more lies. Drink another beer and hypothesize most of life's problems. 
By God, we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen We'll see y'all again Next weekend Down at the roping pen